text for the sermon this morning is Proverbs 15, verse 16. Proverbs 15, verse 16. We'll also read verse 17 along with that, but the sermon is about verse 16. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. So far the text, and then it says in verse 17, better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, boys and girls too, our text deals with a, a question, what's more important, how much you possess or how you possess it? There's a difference there. How much do you possess or how do you possess it? Maybe you think right away Thanksgiving is all about the first, how much you have, how much you've received. How many good things you've received, how great the harvest, how much your business made and how well it did, how it increased and so on. Maybe the more you receive, the more reason for Thanksgiving this weekend, maybe you think. Solomon teaches us something different in our text, though. And he says in this passage, it's not all about how much you possess and how much you receive. It's about how you possess it, whether much or little. How do you have it? What's in your heart? How do you receive it and how do you enjoy it? It's not how much, but how you deal with it. And that makes all the difference. And that, in fact, is what decides whether you're truly going to be thankful on this Thanksgiving Sunday or not. No matter how much you have. And with that in mind, I preached the text this morning with this theme, the fear of the Lord is better. We see that it's better with an eye to the future, also better with an eye to the present. The fear of the Lord is better with an eye to the future, first of all. The text congregation speaks about having a little or a lot. Somebody has great treasure, lots of wealth, great increase. Maybe you've done well and you have lots at this time. We're satisfied with the increase and even if there was no increase, you're satisfied that you didn't lose any or so health, wealth, friends, so on. Could be that you say that this season has really been good for me. I've been blessed with much. Could also be, as Solomon says in the text, that you have great treasure, a lot, but with trouble. And that trouble could be psychological, 
stress, you know, keeping up with everything. The more you get, the more, the busier it makes you. You have to keep track of everything. Maybe always rushed. Maybe you're anxious about what you've, you've gained. Can't sit still. Feel like you're being pushed all the time. Have to make difficult decisions all the time. Those, those feelings can be like a shadow over your success. Could take away your enjoyment of it. One of the congregations I served in the past, there was a brother who was very, very well-to-do, and he confided in me one time. It's, he said, it's very difficult to be wealthy. Life and relationships and everything gets complicated. Wealth means trouble, he said, for himself. The Hebrew word that Solomon uses for trouble in our text, though, has more the sense of spiritual unrest, spiritual turmoil. Because your relationship with God isn't good. That's what that trouble in the text kind of implies. Frightened, frightened for the future. Can I keep what I have and afraid of death too? Then when you have to let it go, who will get it? Scared of God's judgment. Sure, all the unrest can be pushed to the background. Keep occupied with all kinds of pleasures and so on. Avoid thinking about spiritual things. You stay busy, keep going. Maybe give the impression of being very self-assured. But if you stop and think about your spiritual life, it's kind of turmoil inside. You're not at peace. Trouble because the true relationship with the Lord is not there. Congregation, if you feel troubled like that, can you really truly give thanks today? Can you give thanks to the Lord, Thanksgiving Day? You have much, but the thing is, how do you possess it? With trouble. Trouble in your heart because your relationship with the Lord isn't there or isn't good. Better than, in that case, better than little with fear of the Lord, says Solomon in the text. Little. Little in comparison to others. Less than others. Can bother you sometimes, can't it? Less successful in life than others, less successful at school or in business, less income, less successful in relationships than so many, less friends while others seem to have many, less successful in finding a life partner, less happy in marriage than so many others, less healthy than others, less But if that less is with the fear of the Lord, then your less is actually more, better than having lots without the fear of the Lord. Having treasure with trouble, great treasure. The fear of the Lord is important. 
and the fear of the Lord, you know that that's one of the main themes of the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs starts out with talking about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, knowledge, it says in chapter 1. And this fear of the Lord mentioned throughout the Bible isn't being afraid of him. It describes the relationship of believers with the Lord who is holy and merciful, God, perfect, highly exalted, and so holy he can't stand or accept sin, and at the same time extremely gracious and merciful in Jesus Christ, his Son. In the salvation of Christ, God seeks out sinners and saves them in order to be close to them forever. Incredibly merciful too, holy, can't stand sin, and yet at the same time, perfectly merciful, gracious. Well, the fear of the Lord comes from believing God like that, his holiness and his mercy. God's holy wrath against sin was so great that he could not leave it unpunished, but has punished it in his beloved son. His mercy was so great that he punished his beloved son in our place. So the the fear of the Lord then has those two sides to it, respect and love. That's what the fear of the Lord is. The kind of love and respect a small child has for a parent. And this is how we need to become like little children, as the Lord Jesus expressed in the Gospels. In the fear of the Lord, grow in love and respect so that we become more and more like small children. Grow down instead of up. Become like small children who in love want to be close to their parents. A child who wants to sit on the father's lap, hold on to the mother's arm, lean against them. And then a small child who at the same time also wants to, looks up to their, their parent, wants to imitate their parents, wants to do things for their parents. They respect their parents. They will want to do things for their mom and dad. Now, when they grow, they grow older, that might maybe goes th- grows thin that they don't want to do as much anymore. But okay, when they're small, they want to help and imitate. Becoming like little children means also growing smaller in that. And that's the aim for Christian, to become smaller and smaller. And that means fear of the Lord, greater To sum up, the fear of the Lord means wanting to be close to the Lord and wanting to do things for him, obey him. That's the fruit of experiencing God's holiness and mercy. Do you you fear the Lord that way? That's something that you have to ask yourself. Is, Is that how you fear the Lord? Do you love him for his great mercy towards you in Christ? And do you find in yourself also that, that respect, which means that also the desire to obey his commands, that it's in you that I want to do what the Lord wants me to do? Do you fear him that way? Brothers and sisters, if you fear the Lord like that, then you're better off than, than people who don't experience that. No matter what, you're better off. That's what the text says. 
then you're better off than somebody who has great treasure with trouble in their heart without that fear of the Lord. Why are you better off? Well, because that treasure, that great treasure that person has is just a passing thing. It's going to pass away. Think of the rich man in the parable, Luke 12, which we read together. He died suddenly. He had to leave it all to somebody else. He couldn't take it with him. When he opened his eyes, the eyes of his soul again, he was in hell. Nothing. Nothing at all. Except suffering. The thing is, it, it doesn't matter how great our treasure is or how small it is. We have to leave it behind when we die. Then it's lost to us. You can't hold on to it. And that great treasure, no matter how great it may be, doesn't outweigh spending an eternity without God, an eternity in God-forsakenness. Imagine never, ever experiencing the mercy and love of God again and never being able to. No, congregation, better a little bit with the fear of the Lord than great treasure without him. For the fear of the Lord stays. Think of the, the poor man Lazarus who lay at the gate of the rich man in another one of Jesus' parables. When he died, the angels came and carried his soul into heaven. And he, he attended that great feast in heaven, that abundance in heaven was his. He feared the Lord. And his wish to be near God and obey him was gloriously, wondrously realized. That wish was fulfilled in heaven. So again, congregation, better a little here with the fear of the Lord. For that fear of the Lord becomes in the future more than anybody could imagine. It becomes a perfect and glorious and eternal relationship with God in heaven. Oh, for one, one person, it didn't work out that way. The fear of the Lord. One person didn't work out that way. It didn't turn out that way for the Lord Jesus. He feared God with his whole heart, his whole soul with all his strength, his whole life long, right from childhood on. He always wanted to be close to his Father in heaven. Remember? when he was lost there in Jerusalem Joseph, at the Passover feast. Joseph and Mary were looking for him. And he said, did you not know that I must be about the things of my father? I want to be close to him. As close as possible. However, he re his food was always to do his father's will, he says. That was his love and delight and desire and purpose in life. However, he received the worst in return. He had no place to lay his head. He was crucified for his obedience to his father. And all while he feared his father, loved and respected him perfectly, he was troubled and sorrowful even to death in Gethsemane as he saw that full wrath of God coming closer and closer to him. He was ultimately completely forsaken by his father in heaven. But he continued to fear the Lord to follow him and obey him. And that's the ultimate source of thankfulness also today. Thankfulness for who the Lord is and what he gives. Not the amount that you have is important, 
but how you possess it, be it much or little. Do you possess it with the fear of the Lord? Or do you possess it just for yourself without that fear of the Lord, with trouble, in other words? See, brothers and sisters, you're actually almighty poor if you miss that fear of the Lord, if you don't have that. Whatever you possess here then, be it much or little, you, you possess in unease whether you want to admit it or not. Examine yourself. Be honest with yourself. How do you deal with what you have received in life? With the fear of the Lord, do you possess what you have? In the bank, your house, your car. Do you possess it with the fear of the Lord? In thankfulness or without Him in trouble? We come to the second point of the sermon. The fear of the Lord is better with an eye to the present. So that was for the future. This is for the present. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. <clears throat> and that shows the great contrast between those who fear the Lord and those who don't, doesn't it? But that's not all. For the fear of the Lord isn't something that's there and that's it. No, the fear of the Lord is a living thing. It can be strong but the fear of the Lord can also become weak. It can be healthy, that fear. It can also be feeble. It grows one way or the other. And that's why the Bible tells us, admonishes us, exhorts us to train ourselves in godliness, in the fear of the Lord, in other words. Training means to be constantly working at it. And the reason is because you want to do more and do better. The fear of the Lord is something that needs to be exercised so that it doesn't become weaker and weaker and you become poorer in that eternal treasure. You want it to become stronger and stronger. So that first aspect of the fear of the Lord, loving Him, being close to Him, that has to be a matter of training for us. In the first place, how do you do that? Train to be close to the Lord, love the Lord. How do you strengthen a living relationship so that you feel closer and closer to each other? How do you do that? Spending quality time with each other so that you feel closer and closer. Listening to that other person, speaking with that other person, that's how it is with the relationship with the Lord too. Spending time listening to what he says in his word then. Spending time with the Bible. Spending time speaking to the Lord. And that means prayer then. Even speaking with him as you're busy with your daily tasks. Lord, help me. Thank you, Lord, as you go about your daily work. Do you do that? That's a relationship with the Lord. That's a real living relationship with the Lord. And then that can grow. That's how you get close to the Lord. Grow close to Him. That's how it becomes a real thing in your heart and life. Do you take time for that communication with the Lord, brothers and sisters, boys and girls too? 
Or are you too busy with all kinds of other things trying to become successful and acquire great treasure? Great treasure is fine. Nothing wrong with great treasure in itself. But not without the fear of the Lord. If it ends up bringing you away from the Lord, then it's better to have little with the fear of the Lord. If you have, if you have no time to exercise and strengthen your relationship with the Lord, then great treasure has no value for you at all. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls too, when was the last time you took part in a Bible study and had a really good discussion and, and thought about it beforehand and took part in it? And we're edified in that. When was the last time? When was the last time you opened a Reformed magazine and read a good article from beginning to end and thought about it, meditated on it? When was the last time you really took time to sit down, fold your hands and speak to the Lord from your heart? Tell him, when was the last time you told him everything that was on your heart? Poured out your heart to him. That is working at the relationship with the Lord. And then there's that, there's that second aspect of the fear of the Lord. Doing something for him eagerly. Wanting to obey his good will. That also requires constant exercise and training. Otherwise, instead of growing in your walk with the Lord, you end up kind of becoming estranged from him in that regard. You become less and less discriminating in what you want to watch and read and where you go. It becomes easier to watch movies with some erotic content or violence, bad language or so. Where you go on the Internet... Less discriminating. Older, young, you become easier going when it comes to doing things which the Lord requires of you in His Word and commandments. Skipping worship becomes easier. Less discerning about who you associate with and how you behave among them, how you talk about them. No, following the Lord is something you need to work at all the time. Otherwise, you're not going to grow in the desire and the ability to please Him in what you do. And your relationship with him. The fear of him will not be growing in your heart. Congregation, congregation, maybe you've been very successful over the past season. You received great treasure. Good crops, maybe. Growing business. Nice promotion. Nicer home. New car. You could buy a newer car. Bigger bank account. You got the statement, looks good. But did your fear of the Lord make progress over the past season too? Did that relationship with the Lord, did that grow too? How is that compared to a year ago? Your relationship with him. If it has weakened, if your love for him your, and your desire to do his will 
as much as possible if that has weakened congregation it doesn't matter how much you have gained you'd be better off with less and with greater fear of the Lord and how will you give thanks this weekend if that fear got less that fear of the Lord then it'll be thanksgiving to the Lord with your mouth while your heart and life have gone farther away from him then it would be better if you had little with the fear of the Lord with love and respect for the Lord than all that great treasure that you have now without him again it's not about how much you receive it's not about that but how you possess with what you how you possess what you receive that's also expressed in the verse after our text. I read it along with the other one too. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. If that's how you enjoy what you have received, without the fear of the Lord, with hatred instead, then even if it's a fatted calf, the best of the best, then your thanksgiving is a sham. And that's something we have to think about whether we've received a lot or little, without the fear of the Lord, our thanksgiving now would be empty words to him. Empty. No better a little with the fear of the Lord. Maybe the farm or the business or the work didn't bring us what we hoped. Maybe there was a decline in the business. Maybe there was even unemployment. Those, were, those are tests, too, from the Lord. The Lord gives those, too, to bring us closer to Him, realize our, our need for Him, our dependence on Him. And then that's reason for thanksgiving, too, if you have the fear of the Lord. Maybe there was abundance of good things which filled the heart with gratitude to the Lord. The thing is, whether there's much or little with the fear of the Lord, there's always reason for thanksgiving. There's never a time in your life that you say, I can't give thanks now. The, the abundance, your abundance as well as your need, they only bring you closer to the Lord if you have that fear of the Lord. And congregation, the closer to the Lord you are, the more you realize that the relationship with him is in Christ is worth, that's really your treasure, and it's worth a lot more than any earthly treasure. Congregation, then, then it's less and less about how much you're worth and more and more about the value of your relationship with the Lord, what he is worth to you in himself and then that treasure in heaven becomes more and more valuable to you and the earthly becomes less and less worthy to you you want to live closer to the Lord all the time you look forward to the Sunday to worship him to give thanks to him 
You want to spend time listening to him, speaking with him in prayer, too, about what's in your heart. And then your desire and ability to serve him in holiness during the week will grow, too. And you can say with David, Psalm 119, how I love your ordinances, O Lord. Your precepts are my delight. If that fear of the Lord exists in your life, brothers and sisters, if there is that, that growing love for the Lord and the increasing desire to serve Him, which is the fear of the Lord, you can give thanks this weekend. You can truly give thanks. Even if things didn't so great, go so great materially, with growing fear of the Lord, you can give thanks in abundance. You can also give thanks if there's little. For then you see the Lord in whatever you receive. You see his goodness even if there's a simple meal of vegetables because you eat it with love for him and one another. Even if there's only dry bread it's eaten with the fear of the Lord, then there's rest and gratitude because you know him. You know his fatherly care for you. The closer someone is to you, the better you see their face. They're walking towards you. Their face comes into focus more and more. You see their eyes. The closer you come to God in your heart and life, the better you see that his eyes are on you. His fatherly eyes. And the fear of the Lord, you see, gives quiet assurance in the Lord, growing assurance. The assurance he's, he's always there for you. The assurance he, he, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, that he will give us all things with him, all things we need. Whether he gives much or little, we trust he knows what's right for us, good for us. That gives rest, peace, which the troubled one doesn't have. That gives rest in what he gives us, too. Rest in where he leads us in life. Rest for the future. Rest for the present. Because we know that in Christ, God's way, our Father's way, is always good with us. See, congregation, you can have great treasure but if the fear of the Lord is weakening in your life, your unease will only grow stronger. Your displeasure, your ingratitude, then the assurance of faith will shrink away better than little with fear, fear of the Lord, because that gives you rest in God's fatherly care. And that rest is worth most of all by far in this life worth a lot more than anything else so not much how much you possess how you possess what you have that's what thanksgiving is about and if you possess without the fear of the Lord what you have is junk worthless it would be given to somebody else in the end but if you possess what you have in the fear of the Lord then you have reason for thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to the God of life.
Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for showing us from your holy word that a little with the fear of your name is much better than a lot without that relationship with you, with trouble only. Help us to take that to heart and to, to let that then make us truly thankful to you, whether we have received much or little over the past season. And help us to grow in the relationship with you, Lord, so that we desire more and more to be close to you and to live for you. Because if that fear of the Lord, the fear of you is growing in our lives, then we'll enjoy every day as Thanksgiving Day. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who was deprived of totally everything so that you might give us always exactly what we need.